0: and Mir are and I'm Alana Mellon vice mayor and this is our podcast women are here it's Monday we're doing a podcast on a Monday
1: <laughs> we are we don't have a council meeting tonight so
0: it feels really weird and good and happy good. Lashana Tova everyone yeah yeah um so here we are on a Monday um what have you been up to well I saw you a bunch this weekend which was nice
1: um I know we had a lot of events together. Yeah. What have I been up to? I did find a new show. It's called Mo. Mo. Um uh, it's on Netflix and it's about this. He's a comedian. He's Palestinian, um, American, and it's just really funny. So he 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 used to he's been an actor on Rami, which is another really funny show that I'd recommend. Um, so yeah, watch Mo. It's like about eight episodes. It's really funny. And then I'm going to tell you what not to watch. So I was just fascinated by the moon for a long time. The moon? The moon, you know, the moon. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, what if the moon like (laughs) lost its orbit and came crashing down to earth, you know? That's a super normal thing to worry about. Right. So then I'm on HBO Max and I see that there's this new movie. It's called A Moonfall. And so, I decided to watch it. And the entire time, I was like, why am I watching this? What? Um, who's it. in it? It's with Halle Berry. Oh. And Patrick Wilson. So, not like... Yeah. Like so, vicious. it... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it... um, I went then and I read on Wikipedia that it became one of the largest box office bombs of all time. And it, <gasps> Wait, yeah. when was
0: it When was it made?
1: It was made like this. It just got released in February 2022. <laughs> and it's, and it's <laughs> it was a of, bomb. Of all time. And look at this. The budget was like about $150 million. <gasps> and it was like box office was like not even, it was like not even $60 million. Anyway, it was such a terrible movie and I just no one watch it no one watch it don't waste your time you know stop thinking about the moon people so
0: (laughs) like people are definitely thinking about the moon and its orbit on a daily basis anyway what are you watching um well Abbott Elementary is back on the air season two which is super exciting (laughs) oh I have to watch I know. Um, So we are watching the season one all over again. We started watching after the Emmys and Cheryl Lee Ralph's like amazing acceptance song. And I'm just been loving all of the um, videos of her. Did you see the video of her getting like maybe the biggest bouquet of flowers I've ever seen from Oprah Winfrey? I didn't. Oh my God. I have to send it to you. It is, they had to bring it in on a dolly. It was giant. Like they were like, you can't get, you can't take this home because it's so big. um but yeah she her acceptance song was amazing um so I'm, we're watching season 1 again so we haven't quite started season 2 um but i have seen some teasers and it looks really funny so that's, that's what i've been watching um hey so one of the things we did this weekend was got to hang out with the squad friday night friday night yeah not all of them um not all of them i was very sad cuz you know that i Love Cory Bush more than, more than life itself. I just love her. I think she's awesome, and she was supposed to come. And I guess she was there on Saturday at the Somerville Theater, but she was not there Friday night.
1: Yeah, this Friday night was this their own. um And sorry, folks, you're going to hear some noises because <laughs> I'm recording live from City Hall. Um, from City Hall. <laughs> yeah. So what else? um It was so it's their Squad Blue Victory Fund, and so anyway. Um, it's it's AOC, um, Rashida Tlaib, and Ilhan Omar and Ayana. And so, yeah, AOC wasn't there, but I they had asked me to introduce them. And I was just so nervous. You were great. You did a great job. And, yeah, it was really quick. But it was cool to, to see them and be there. And um, so that was a nice way to start Friday night. And I would have typically normally been in bed. <laughs>
0: i know it was nice to actually be out it was early too it was like 5 30 um so i was actually home in time to have like dinner with my family which was really nice um yeah it was a nice way to kick off the weekend so um all right so we have a lot to talk about we had a a really busy week last week in the city council starting with our monday night city council meeting and there were some big topics um the first one was a report back from the city manager uh on a policy order that we put in over the summer, which was asking for amenities at all of the fields uh, where our um, teams play, right? Like soccer fields, baseball fields. The whole thing was um, actually really put into motion because the girls' softball teams um, were came before us in June, I think, to talk about the discrepancy between the fields that they play on and the fields that the boys um, little league uh, teams play on. And so we asked for a a report of amenities and fields and it was pretty glaring, um, the difference between what the girls softball fields have in terms of like the boys softball fields or the boys baseball fields, for the most part, have lights, they have dugouts, they have batting cages, they have new benches Um, and for the softball, uh, it's really just benches only. And some of those benches are, I mean, I've seen pictures. I don't even think you could call them benches. Um, So there was a a discussion on Monday night about the discrepancy between girls' softball and and boys' baseball and and what that's really saying to our young female athletes in the city and how we prioritize and recognize and celebrate them. Um, So we did have a a conversation about how those softball fields will be remediated um, before next softball season. And you know, I was kind of like, well, can't we just like how are these fields being assigned, right? Right. <laughs> it's not just about fixing benches. It's about you know if these girls can't play early season because they don't have lights, that's not fair. Um, if their infield is full of rocks for drainage and they can't slide into base, but the boys can what are we saying to our girls? And you know, one of the things I brought up at, at the council meeting was like, these girls, trust me, I have a teenager are getting so many negative um, reinforcements that they're, they, they don't matter as much as the men. There was a, 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 college football game that had happened just that Saturday before where the title nine athletes were asked and invited to come onto the field in between two quarters. And they came out and the coach of the boys football Um, team that was playing was you could see him just yelling get off the field get off the field expletives and the whole thing so you know our, our girls are being bombarded with these messages and we can do better than that in Cambridge so you know I'm I think we made a pretty strong case on Monday night that the field assignments really need to be looked at the amenities need to be looked at and not in a really holistic way
1: yeah that was a good conversation we also talked uh about the two year extension of the permitting preferences for priority applicants, and so there was a response around that and um we, as a council decided to extend the preference period for another two years uh, and we had to do that on um, there's emergency powers that we can utilize um so I think that, you know, we talked a little bit about this last last podcast, just about the impact of COVID and the reality that um, it really does take a long time for a cannabis business to open. And then you couple that on top of the fact that if you are an economic empowerment applicant, um, it it can take much longer. So I hope this time will provide those applicants uh, they need to get more of a competitive um, you know, edge, and you know, I think you have to be really intentional. Just the way you talked about the fields, right? We have to be really intentional about how we think about equity in our city um, and what we're talking about and not talking about. And so, it was a. I'm glad that the council um, decided to do that.
0: Yeah. So we put in that pri- the priority preference period three years ago. At first, it was for two years, and then we extended it for one year. Um, to try to get through COVID. And now we've just extended it again for two years. And um, there's only two uh, medical marijuana dispensaries, cannabis dispensaries in Cambridge, and neither one of them opposed the extension. So I think it made it a little bit easier for most people to understand, like, the folks that are being, that would be impacted are saying, this is the right thing to do. You can continue the extension. And, um, so that, that was interesting. I'm, I'm glad we were able to extend that priority period for those economic empowerment applicants because some of them are getting ready to open. That looks like, um, yeah. so that happened. And then, um, another big topic of conversation was a policy order that was put forward, um, by councilor toner, councilor simmons, councilor nolan and councilor carlone um, just asking the city to update the uh rules of the road for all road users that um the original one was written in 2018 and um the there have been you know new modes of of transportation micro mobility uh, and our roads have changed significantly since uh 2018 so four years later so really looking at that guide and making sure that all the information's in there. And then also um, how are we gonna distribute it? Because I didn't even realize we had such a guide uh, until the policy order went in. So I think I said it Monday night, I was today years old when I found out that we had a rules <laughs> of the road. <laughs> so, you know, making sure that it was it's more widely distributed. Uh, I did bring up Monday night that it seemed to be sort of slanted towards cyclists are the problem um, rather than, you know, cyclists are vulnerable road users that need to be um, protected, uh, protected while they're out on our roads. And so I am currently working with Councillor Toner. I submitted a substitute amendment just to kind of soften the language and um, change the the impact of how some of the wording came forward. Uh, and so we will be proposing something uh, at the October 3rd meeting, uh, a joint um, submission of a, an amendment so we can move forward with that. There was also a, some conversation about enforcement um, in that, that policy order and how we want to think about enforcement. You know, we've been talking about automatic enforcement in the city for a while. It's not allowed uh, at the state level. We would have to, you know, work with our state level representatives either on a home roll or, um, you know, I've been talking with some of our state reps around, could there be a pilot program that cities could opt into uh, to collect data around how automatic enforcement works, right? When you look at data from different places, when you put in automatic enforcement for those, red, you know, red light infractions, um, there's a significant decrease in mul- multiple infractions. So if you stumble, were, you know, you blew through a red light, maybe you th- maybe thought you could make the yellow, you got a ticket in the mail, you you are le- much less likely to reoffend. Um, So that's the kind of, that's the kind of data I think this automatic enforcement pilot could be looking for. So hopefully we can work with our state level partners to see if we can um, be part of a pilot program. Because I think, you know, when you think about the racial impacts of, of enforcement, it, it it does make a lot of us really nervous um, about having more enforcement out on the road when we know that it can negatively impact our communities of color. Yeah.
1: No, I'm glad you're working on it. I'm just thinking about Monday night. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have the linkage fee. Anyway, I'm just thinking about it, but we'll get through it. I'm glad you're all working together. Um, we also had a policy order asking the city manager um, to meet with staff at Solutions at Work and to tour the proposed facility at uh, 2222 Mass Ave. Um, and I think you had sent an amendment um, saying, you know, we should just basically get a team to uh, and not you know city manager has a lot going on to to look into this as something that we um, should prioritize uh, and we also talked about I think I think there was maybe it was Mark or Quinton some of someone mentioned that this was a recommendation from the ad hoc that I had convened on homelessness this to you know look at uh, con- you know into look at um, opportunities like these uh, for individuals transitioning out of homelessness and you actually toured the location, right?
0: I did. I was, um, Councillor Zondervan and his aide put together tours for the city councillors to go, um, see what, see what the facility looked like. So this is a, it's a directly across from Pemberton Market. So it's in North Cambridge. It's situated near transit. Um, It's a 15-room, single-room occupancy uh, location, which is going to be for residents of the Green Street shelter who um, are working with housing to find permanent housing. And as sort of a halfway, you know, we're getting them out of the shelter on Green Street. We're putting them into um, this facility that will have resources, a staffed resource on site, 24 hours a day. Um, as a kind of a transitional, like, here's here's your new place while you're working with um, housing to get your, you know, your paperwork in order. Uh, and and it's beautiful. they They really did a nice job putting it together. And um, this is exactly what we need, right? We want to be having these steps out of homelessness for folks, and it frees up some room in the shelter as well because the the green street shelter is is full every single night. So, I want to, you know, really thank, the folks over at Solutions at Work for jumping right on this and, and making it happen, and I hope that the city can support them in a significant way.
1: And so Solutions at Work, just to fill in folks gaps, it's, they operate the 11 Green uh, Street, so they currently are, it's operated by them, uh, and so they would continue.
0: Here. Yeah, and I met the woman who will be um, working on it, she seems amazing, so Uh, I'm hoping that they can pull this together and and get it up and running as soon as possible. Yes. So I think those were like the big issues um, at city council. As you mentioned, Sumble, we have a a big, pretty big meeting coming up um, on the third where we'll be reviewing some of the stuff that we talked about today, but then also our linkage fee. Um, So we'll have more on that um, next week. Uh, But we did have three ordinance meetings last week, which is, I want to say probably a record. I don't think we've ever had three ordinance meetings in the same week. There were um, some that were more controversial than others. One was on banning the uh, the sale of fur in retail locations. We don't currently have any locations in Cambridge that uh, sell fur, but this was brought forward by Councillor McGovern to make sure that um, we won't have fur sold in any of our stores. And there was a pretty um, gruesome, I wanna say, uh, presentation put forward by the advocate group um, asking us to ban fur. So we were all happy to move that one forward. And then we had a meeting um, banning crisis pregnancy centers, or talking about how to ban crisis pre- pregnancy centers, and/or uh, finding crisis pregnancy centers when they have misleading, 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 or um, deceitful claims. So, crisis pre- pregnancy centers—you may or may not know—there's um, about thirty of them in the state of Massachusetts. They're largely funded by the, you know, the Christian right, and. Um, they are, if you type in, how do I get an abortion in Massachusetts? They will come up. Um, They do not provide abortion services. They claim that they um, provide counseling services for women who want to seek all different options for their pregnancy. Um, But there have been reports all over the country of these crisis pregnancy centers, actually not having uh, doctors on staff, not having trained nurses on staff, um, using ultrasounds um, and providing a you know, a, a woman or a pregnant person, a picture of a pregnancy that's much further in the future than, than it actually is. Or um, I heard a horrible story about a woman being told that if she um, had an abortion, it would significantly raise a health concern that she had or a health issue that she had, which was patently false. So Maury Healey, um, our attorney general has in, over the summer, uh, put forward a consumer advisory for, for residents to let them know about these deceitful and harmful practices that these crisis pregnancy centers um, have been engaged in and our Senator Elizabeth Warren has actually put forward a bill um seeking to find them through the um I can't remember I'm blanking on the name but um there's been a lot a lot of conversation at much higher levels of government than than in, in the local Cambridge City Hall but um, we wanted to you know, really explore, like, what does it look like to ban this type of center uh, in Cambridge? We were told by our city solicitor that we cannot uh, ban based on uh, First Amendment rights. So we are, she's currently, um, We, Councilor Zondervan put forward an amendment to the ordinance um, to see if that would comport better with the uh, First Amendment. Um, And so we were gonna have another meeting to find out the the outcome of that. So Somerville has actually put forward um, in their an ordinance that that fines would fine a crisis pregnancy center. I think three hundred dollars a day for for you know deceptive practices or deceptive advertising. So that that's that's also an option that we can go in if we can't outright ban them um, and make it really business unfriendly for them to uh, operate and open here. So that was a really interesting conversation. I, I have to say (laughs) because our hybrid meetings, I, it was me and our clerk, um, were the only ones in the Sullivan chamber and city hall. And there was about 10, um, pro life anti-choice, um, public comment. So it was kind of wild. It was kind of a wild, I know. I feel really bad that I
1: didn't come in to be with you. I was like in and out of the meeting. Um, but you did a great job, and so did Patty, your remarks. And, yeah, I mean, we have a democracy because we people can public comment and share their opinions. And it was, yeah, I think we'll, we'll see if, what the next step's on. I think my favorite part and what triggered me the most was <laughs> the baby lawyers who are like, I'm in law school, and this is what I think. <laughs> You know, you yeah. know, and like all these like cases, flying, you know the, and I was like, oh my gosh, like all the, I was like, this is I hated law school, <laughs> Some of the cases that were coming up. I was like, oh gosh, I remember that case, and I remember like we had these like big debates in class in class about these issues. Of course, uh, anyway, so more to come on that.
0: Well, I'm glad that we have provided Harvard Law School an opportunity <laughs> to engage on the local level. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, or moving on. So we also had a third um, ordinance committee hearing, which was on eliminating parking minimums, um, which is a really uh, exciting, I think, opportunity for us to think about how parking minimums impact um, the cost of housing and the amount of housing that gets built. So this is, um, this would be removing parking minimums for any new development. Um, and, you know, hoping that that will drive prices down and um, provide more opportunities for more housing units. This was passed favorably out of the committee, uh, the ordinance committee. And I I wanna thank um, Councillor Nolan, Councillor Azeem, Councillor McGovern, you. I think there's been a number of people that have been working on this um, with some of our housing advocates for a couple of years, getting it to this place. We do still have two more meetings on this once it gets passed. Once something is passed out of our ordinance committee. It has to go to the city council for one vote that gets passed to a second reading. And then we vote again so that the public has plenty of opportunity um, to know uh, what laws we're we're thinking about implementing before we do. So there has to be a notice period. So people were like, oh, we eliminated parking minimums last Wednesday. And I was like, oh, no, we have to, (laughs) to vote two more times. So just wanted to remind everybody that that is the way that this happens. And um, so we we have a couple more meetings on that. Uh, if you're interested, please get in touch with either Sumble or myself uh, or the motion makers um, because this is a complicated topic and people have, um, there's a lot of misperceptions about what eliminating yes. minimums means. Yeah. <clears throat> so
1: those, those are all the bonus meetings and then outside of that, we had a lot of other events and so forth. So. We One of which was on Saturday. We both went to the solar festival and ribbon cutting at Graham Ann Parks. Parks. Um, basically, we have now new solar panels uh, on the roof of Graham Ann Parks. And so we were celebrating that huge uh, accomplishment. And uh, there were a lot of tables set up <clears throat> for uh, science and art. And really a big focus was also about our climate energy programs for residents. And I'll just say that over a thousand uh, Cambridge community electricity members have opted up to a hundred percent green plus, which means that zero percent of their electricity comes from fossil fuels and zero percent of their electricity creates the gases like CO2 that cause climate change. So, you want to learn more, you can go to masspowerchoice.com slash Cambridge to opt
0: in. Um, that was really fun, although I was disappointed that it was not on the roof. Totally. <laughs> I got there on the playgrounds like bummer. Um, but the one thing I'll say is I have been um talking with my husband about um moving our heat to an air source um heat pump. And getting rid of our gas stove. Um, There's been a, I mean, I think there's been a tremendous amount of um, literature saying that, you know, gas in the home um, in the form of a gas stove is, can be very dangerous and unhealthy. So um, as we're like looking to age out some of our, our um, current, you know, appliances and stuff, I'm like, all right, how do we do this? And you kind of were like, "I I don't really know, but, Um, apparently Cambridge has engaged with an organization where you can come and have just an an audit. It's not through mass save. You can have, you can do a mass save energy audit. And that's one thing, but this is like how specifically on how to remove um, your home from like a fast fossil fuels. So I have an appointment next week. All right. I'm really excited. It was like one of those things that's been on my list of things to do for such a long time. But I like every time I think about it, I just zone out. Right. You know, because you're like, where do I even start? I mean, I think part of it is like there's so many rebates out there and there's tax credits that are now part of the Inflation Reduction Act. And like I think there's so much information out there that someone must know. And that someone is coming to my house. So um I am gonna tweet out uh everything that happens that day, just so that people know, um, how I they- can't wait, I can't, I know wait. it's going to be amazing. It'd be, you're going to be like by the, on the edge of your seat, but seriously, <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like such an overwhelming project. And I'm just hoping that this person, Terry is going to, um, really help, um, just plot out how we're going to do this. So stay tuned everybody. Great. Um, I went to the play streets on Memorial drive, which was, um, co-hosted, uh, by CDD, um, and Knucklebones. So Knucklebones like pulled up onto Memorial drive on Saturday, which was closed and just unloaded a ton of toys and kids. It was crazy. Like kids just started flocking in like a Pied Piper situation. Um, and like within like 10 minutes, there was just like a million kids playing with all these toys. Like, and it was a beautiful day right on the river. Um, you know, people had, you know, ridden their bikes down or their scooters. It was just a beautiful event. And, you know, we were talking about how do we, how do we do this more often? It used to be that knuckle bones would be there every week, um, on Sundays in the summertime. Um, and I haven't seen them at all. So, it was a really fun event, and then thanks to CDD for putting it on. And I look forward to more play streets uh, opportunities now that like it's, that program is really up and running.
1: No, that's great. I I missed um, I missed that for some
0: reason, and I also missed
1: the cargo bikes
0: thing you went to,
1: which you loved.
0: I did love it. <laughs> I so there was a family <laughs> cargo bike test drive. So it was um, all these people brought their cargo bikes and all these people signed up to ride their cargo bikes. And it like, it was supposed to be from 10 to 11. And by, I left at like one o'clock people were still, still riding around. And, um, it was really amazing. I have to say that, you know, as somebody who's like a electric bike convert, yep. once you get on an electric bike, you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm never riding a regular bike ever again. I think when you have kids and you you're like, how do I get them all around the city? Once you get in, once you get into a cargo bike, and you're like, "Oh, this, I could get out of my car. I could go grocery shopping with this. I could go to the drop my kids off at daycare like this." Like, I remember going on a trip to Copenhagen, and we had one, and my kids were little, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like, life could be so different. You wouldn't, you wouldn't need a car. You could just take this thing around." And when I was saying this on Sunday, when I got back, this was I don't know ten years ago. There was one person in the whole city of Cambridge that had a cargo bike. And I remember because I would see it at the soccer fields, it was just one. And now I just feel like they're everywhere. So it was a real opportunity for people to kind of like get together, try them out, talk to people about which ones were their favorite. Wheelworks was there with um, a couple of cargo bikes, but they also had e bikes. Um, so it was really f- a fun event. And I saw Representative Steve Owens there too. He's kind of always at everything. Um, so it was nice to see him. Um and it was a great event. So thanks to the organizers for putting that one on. I wanna I wanna do one for just e-bikes. For sure. I gotta figure that out. I wanna try. I wanna try. (laughs) You could try mine anytime.
1: Yeah, I want, yeah, maybe
0: yeah, I'd love that.
1: Uh, I also saw Steve Owens at the Paddy's 5K, which I did not run. Um, but I was there briefly and I got to see. Uh, it's always nice seeing Senator Warren. Oh, yes, I saw yeah. this. Yeah, so some are uh, Rep Decker as well. So I did that. And then I saw the new paving on Brattle Street um, that I think you also tweeted about. Um, and I saw it because I was on the way to the panel on reparations hosted by the NAACP at First Church. So um, I did that on yesterday. So that was a really fascinating conversation. And, um, you know, it, there was a, a lot of talk about, you know, what can you do at a local level, like, level I like actually, and so uh, concert Zondervan was there as well. So it was a, it was a good um, discussion. But anyway, I did think of you because I was passing by Brattle Street.
0: I went, I went again this morning. It looks like it's going to take about a week to finish so, yeah. it'll, it'll be done by this Saturday, which is really quick, um, but they are working really hard. I, I biked down there again this morning just to check it out, because um, I'm really excited about that. That'll be That's a really important connector piece, um, so getting that up and, and running will be great. Um, okay, so we have some announcements, and then we will wrap this up. The City of Cambridge Online Resident Opinion Survey is underway people. There's an online version. It's open um, until October 9th, 2022. This year, the online survey will be available in three languages, English, Spanish, and Chinese, simplified Chinese. These are the three most commonly spoken languages in the city. So it should take you about approximately 10 minutes to complete the survey. So get on the survey. We do look at this. Um, We think about prioritizing city council goals, uh, funding. It's it's something that we really look forward to getting the um, the results of there's also a phone survey those are random uh, so if you're randomly selected to do the phone survey please please do it um because that is the that's really the one we get the most information on it's a little bit longer but um it's a, it's actually a really a really good thing if you can uh, you can take the time and, and do the phone survey
1: i gotta do that today Do the fill out the survey um
0: uh, uh there's also a
1: lot of events this weekend. Um, and you may see me at them and you may not because the plan is to, for me and some members of the school committee, to go to Miami uh, for a school committee conference. It's climbing, And we're actually, spo- I'm supposed to be presenting um, on Saturday, but there's a hurricane. So it's very up in the air. So who knows? But I, I hope you all go to these events this weekend. There's a Bob Moses math trail celebration event, um, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And so that's going to include a lot of family fun activities and food. Um, There's going to be a band, the Hot 8 Brass Band, uh, leading from Senate Park. And then there will be a mile-long path in the Port neighborhood that features um, a series of visual interactive installments. Uh, that introduce math concepts to connect children to their environment through play so definitely check that out
0: um i cannot be at that either because i have a very special event that is a secret until it's happening uh, at 10 o'clock on saturday and we can talk more about it next week um another thing that's happening a super fun thing that's happening this sunday is the cambridge bicycle committee's 13th annual bow tie ride um Like I said, that's this Sunday and the meeting place is the Cambridge public library, Joan Lawrence Park at 449 Broadway. This is a really fun two hour ride, tracing the bow tie shaped boundaries of our city. Uh, it starts gathering around nine o'clock and then the ride departs at nine 30. It will be canceled if it's uh, raining, but I have definitely gone on this before. It's so fun because there's like a hundred people riding your bikes and you get to take over the whole streets and everything. Um, I actually won't be able to be at that because I have a fair share amendment canvas that I'm leading on Sunday with, uh, representative Steve Owens, just to get out there and knock doors and let people know about the fair share amendment, um, and to, uh, make sure that they vote yes for it this November. So if you're interested in doing that, please join me. Um, uh, I have tweeted it, um, put it on Facebook. Uh, you can just reach out to me. I'll get you signed up. Love to have you there, um, on Sunday. It's so funny because obviously like I was gonna
1: wanted to do that too with you, but I'm out of town. So my canvas maybe. Maybe I'll be there because my canvas is supposed to be mm, not next weekend, not the weekend after, but the following weekend. Okay. With
0: um we're we're all doing our part.
1: We're all doing part. Um finally. This weekend is the East Cambridge Business Association's 13th annual Smokers Rib Fest 2022 <laughs> from 12 to 4, um, and Cambridge Street. And so, it'll Cambridge Street will be closed from the Fifth Street to Paul Street from 7 to 6. I laugh because um, I brought my mom to this once, and we we're both like, "Oh, we don't eat ribs because <laughs> it's pork." but yeah so you're probably not I mean, I mean, yeah I, I i like going just to say hi to people and sometimes there's non pork items of course but my mom was like why would you take me here <laughs> anyway
0: it's like right near her house though like it's just yeah. it's nice it's usually excellent weather and this time the whole thing's going to be a beer garden it's not just going to be the one oh. closed off things so that's kind of fun and I am volunteering. Um, so come by and say hi. I think I'm doing the Wheel of Chance maybe in the afternoon. Um, and my daughter will be there taking tickets. Got her a little little job to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, everybody head down to smoke this RIP Fest. Everybody who <laughs> eats pork um, <laughs> on Cambridge Street. It's just, again, it's like fun to shut a street down and walk around. And streets are for people, everybody. Streets are for people. Streets are for people. So. Yeah,
1: so we hope think that's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I hope... great... Sumble, I hope you don't head into the eye of the hurricane in Miami. Yeah, we really want that.
1: So no, there no
0: one wants that. There is a cat cafe there. So...
1: so it might be worth it. I mean, I was really excited about that cat cafe because as listeners know, we visited the one in DC and I've gone to the one in LA. And I am going to be pushing. For a cafe, cafe in Cambridge.
0: I can't wait for that to happen. I've never seen you so happy. One like, What's my legacy? What's Mayor City's legacy? <laughs> <laughs> well, currently, right now, it's the light in Central Square.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so a- and, the, and the increased pedestrian safety uh that we created there. Um, okay, so everyone have a good week. We will see you next week. Um, Come to some of these events. Say hello. If you uh, want to ask us to talk about anything, ask us any questions. Uh, You can reach me on Twitter. It's at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N.
1: And I'm Uh, at Mir Siddiqui.
0: All right, everybody. Bye. All right.
1: Take care.